Sometimes God will send you through some stuff that is painful, and you've got to learn how to praise relentlessly, regardless of what happens. And now for P-R-N-D. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother... You need the word. (laughs) A.V., if you would play the clip of seven years longer, it's from Sermon 2008, number 2008. So I'm seeing this queer trend arise in looking at these blue zones of faith. Uh, The Adventists are obviously very religious, very adherent. In Sardinia, we were seeing really strict Catholics. And in Okinawa, we see this ancestor veneration. And what, when he prays to the ancestors, what does he ask for? An analysis shows that people who attend spiritual services more than once weekly can get an extra seven years of life expectancy. It doesn't matter what religion you are. What matters is that you're part of a faith-based community and you show up. So this is something that's available to all of us. And today's message is simply entitled P-R-N-D. P-R-N-D. Now, I have a new Model S Tesla. When I got the car, there were three things wrong with it. And because I got the car converted into a convertible, it voided the warranty. And that's not unusual. If you make any major structural changes to any car with any manufacturer, they will void the warranty. As a matter of fact, even with just some electronics, they have a little piece of tape on it. And if you take this tape off, your warranty is voided. You just open it up, you automatically void your warranty. So that car had major restructuring on it. And Tesla will not warrant it for very good reason. Neither will any other car manufacturer if you make major structural changes. So I had three things wrong with a car when I bought it. And it kind of lets you know, very expensive car, but it lets you know no matter what you get from man, there's some flaws with that stuff. The driver's seat sensor is defect. Normally when you get out of the car and close the door, turns the car off, lock the door, you don't have to do anything. Well, sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. So I've got to get that seat sensor replaced. And the other thing is the driver's door. When I opened it up, it was scraping against the front fender. A.V., I want you to play the one called Jim's Body Shop. I want you to just watch and I want you to see this fellow. Now this is Jim. He is adjusting the uh, door to get that fixed. As you can see, Jim has the same color hair I do. He's the owner of the body shop here. And I asked him, how long has he been doing this? He said he's been doing it all his life. I asked him, well, how old are you? 76. So he's 76. As you can see, He's moving well, he's strong, mind is sharp, 76 years old. And this is almost, this is 11 years after most people have retired and sat down. But Jim is still going strong. That's one of the keys of keeping yourself strong. 
So he's adjusting the uh, factory defect here on my Tesla. The, the door gap was uh, too tight. The door was scraping and making all kind of noise as it opened. This is, of course, the Tesla Model S conversion. And I brought it here because I figured the body shop man ought to know how to fix that. And sure enough, I probably got the most experienced body shop man in the whole state. It's Coach Bronner. Here with Jim, getting my door fixed. I'll see you tomorrow. And once Jim worked on that door, it worked flawlessly. So the door is fixed. He was 76, just a real inspiration. And he was strong and moving. He had his son there working with him, and his son was a lot slower than he was. He was just moving. So he was just an example and just an inspiration, hopefully, to all of us. So that's the second thing that was wrong with the car. The third thing that was wrong with it, put up the first picture, the P-R-N-D. This is the P-R-N-D indicator. Now, it's lit up right now. Of course, that means park, reverse. In the middle is the emergency flasher, neutral, and drive. And when you press it, it will light up. Go to the next picture. But when you don't press it, it's blank. It's, all you can see is the end. So I'm saying to myself, what's wrong with this thing? And uh, I actually contacted Tesla about it, and Tesla said they all mess up like that. I said, you mean to tell me you got this expensive car, the doggone P-R-E-N-D indicator washed out? When we were recently on our trip, we were passing by a Tesla dealer. So I went in the dealer. I said, let me look at a new one. So here's the thing still in the showroom, zero miles on it. I get in the car. Not only was the P, the R, and the D not showing like mine, the N wasn't even showing. I said, good. I said, y'all don't have it. He said, well, he said, the manufacturer of this part has just been defective, and we just haven't been able to get the thing fixed. And that's why they couldn't even fix mine, because I did take it before I had the car converted, and they could never fix it because they never had the part. The reason they never had the part, they never got the part right. And if they replaced it with a part, that part would have been messed up. So what I had to do in the meantime I had to try to remember. Now, the Tesla has, you can change gears on the screen. They got it swiped on the screen, but it's easier for me to just push the button. But the problem was all I could see was the N. So I had to remember the P was on the left, then the R was next to the P, then the N I could see, and the D was all the way over to the right. So before I figured out how to fix it, and I fixed it by printing a label and putting the label over it. So now my car is fixed. I got the only fixed car in the whole country. So my car, and that's one thing about it. See, if you put your mind to it, you can fix stuff. So I got mine fixed. But before then, I had to remember. I said, it's P to the left, in the R. I can see the N and N to D. I said, I can't remember that all the time. You're trying to shift gears. You can't remember. I said, I've got to come up with an acronym. So I will know where the P, R, N, and D is. So I came up with an acronym, P-R-N-D. And that's what I'm led to just speak to you about today. And the acronym for P-R-N-D, praise relentlessly, never doubt. So every time I get in my car and I see that P-R-N-D, or you get in any car, most cars are in that order. Some are a little different, some different than P-R-N-D, and some have an L on the end for low gear. But every time now I see that P-R-N-D, it reminds me, praise relentlessly, never doubt. And normally I start out my message with a prayer, but right as I was standing here as Christian was saying, I heard God speak, don't even start with a prayer because your whole message today is going to be about praising me. So praise relentlessly, never doubt. And this becomes difficult for us sometimes because sometimes things don't go like we want. There was once a man, he went to church, 
And the pastor called him up and he said, you're standing right here. I want to lay hands on you. And he laid hands on him and he said, you will walk. You are going to walk. And the man said, excuse me, pastor, excuse me. He said, I'm not crippled. He said, I'm walking fine. I'm not crippled. And the pastor laid his hand on him again and said, you will walk, walk, walk. And the man, he said, well, I guess I'm just going to blow with it. I mean, he says, I'm walking on, I'm fine. I don't know what in the world this pastor talking about. And he just said, amen. The man just went and sat down. So after church, he went outside and someone had stolen his heart. <laughs> so sometimes when God will orchestrate and he'll send you through some things. He's got purpose, but it may not be pleasant. Sometimes God will send you through some stuff that is painful, and you've got to learn how to praise relentlessly regardless of what happens. So even if you walk outside and someone has stolen your car, that appears to be bad. But you can find some joy in that. Thank goodness they didn't jack my car while I was in it. And they could have taken me and then taken all of my wallet and taken all of my stuff and could have shot me. Thank goodness, Lord, you protect me. And see, there's a way where you praise regardless of what happened. You praise relentlessly and never doubt. P-R-A-N-D. And there are times when stuff can just happen. There was once a young minister, and he was in church. He was on the staff, sitting on the podium. And the preacher, who was the guest preacher, didn't show up. And the bishop turned to the young minister, and he said, look, the guest speaker that we had coming today, he's not coming, so I want you to deliver the message today. And he told the bishop, he said, man, I don't have anything prepared. And he said, trust the Lord, good man, trust the Lord. Go on back in my study and pray for a while and get yourself together, and 15 minutes, come on out and deliver this message. Trust the Lord, my good man, trust the Lord. So he went back in the bishop's office. He sat down in the bishop's chair. The bishop had a great big old plush leather chair. That was the bishop's great big old Bible. So he opened the bishop's Bible, and the bishop had some note cards in the Bible. Started reading the note cards, and he said, oh, they're good. They're real good. So when he came out, he had those note cards. And he began to preach, and he preached, and he preached. And the folk just went, wow! It was such a powerful message. And when he finished the message, went back after service, and there was the bishop. The bishop was just as mad as he could be. He said, man, that was the sermon I was going to preach tonight. And you have taken my sermon. He said, now, what am I going to do? He said, trust the Lord, good man. Trust the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes when God orchestrates some stuff in your world, it puts you in a jam. First Thessalonians Chapter 5, beginning at the 16th verse. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And see, the part that we as Christians often miss is where the Bible says give thanks in all circumstances. We only give thanks when the thing is pleasant to us. When we view it as beneficial, when it's something we want, when it's in line with our will, when it's a blessing, when we've got an increase, when we've got joy, we give thanks in that. No, the Bible says give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Acts 16.25, about midnight. 
Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains. Came loose. Now, we, we know the story of Paul and Silas, and they were locked up, but they were locked up in prison. They were praying and singing hymns to God. And prison is one of the worst situations that I can imagine. Not the worst, but it's close. And there they're locked up. And these were the ancient prisons, which were cold and damp and dark. And they were locked up in these ancient prisons. And there they were singing hymns and praising God, locked up. And the way we would view it, if we were there, we may be talking to God, but we're talking to God. Lord, get me out of here. We're not singing and praising God. We're pleading with God. We're not praising. We're pleading. Get me out of here. Paul and Silas were singing hymns and praising God. And all of a sudden, here comes this earthquake. Shakes everything loose. Shakes the doors open. Shakes the chains off. And they, and they walk out free. And then the jailer comes in and he sees the prisoners gone. He's, oh my, and he knew how the leader was going to be. Might as well just kill myself because I'm going to get killed by letting these prisoners escape. Paul, wait a minute, don't do that. We're all here. Haven't even gone. And it converted the jailer. The jailer saw what kind of faith did these men have. See, people are not going to be impressed by your faith in good times. They're going to be impressed when all hell is broken loose. And everything has gone wrong, and still you're praising God. Still you've got joy. Still you have a smile on your face. Still you can see the beauty. That's when they're going to say, what kind of faith is this? What allows this person to go through all of this? And still they praise it, and still they're joyous, and still they're not depressed. Because you can't be depressed praising. So when you are praising and when... We talk about how the mind can multitask, but that's not psychologically true. You cannot think but one thought at a time. You can switch between them, but you can't think but one thing at a time. So if you're praising, that's all you can think about. You can't think about all of the negative and all of the mess. If you are praising, all you can think about is the good stuff because you're praising. And it's always some good stuff. If you have breath to praise, it's always some good stuff. And it just depends on what you depend to focus on. James chapter 1, the second verse Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Did you hear what James said? Consider it pure joy. And I must admit, it takes some real spiritual elevation to consider it pure joy when stuff goes wrong. Pastor James and I, we were coming from the airport. We were talking about a certain area and how they were breaking windows out of the cars. And James mentioned, he said, yeah, Pastor Nathaniel had his car busted in and they stole his stuff. And we had just come out from lunch and I walked in there. My car, the whole back window shattered, all my stuff gone. You know, it takes some elevation to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It takes some elevation. And I had to grab myself and I actually did. After I grab myself, because you got to grab yourself because the flesh will take hold instant. So you have to grab yourself. So after I grab myself, I actually said a prayer for the thief. I said, Lord, these folk don't know any better. I don't know what kind of desperation they're in. I don't know what brought them to this. Nine times out of ten, there's no daddy in the house. They come up rough. They come up without example. They're struggling. Lord, I said, protect them. Lead them out of this. Guide them, Lord. And I had to look at the beauty of the thing. I looked at it as well. They stole my laptop. I had cash money in there. I said, well, now I can get an upgraded laptop. But you have to think of all of the blessings 
that come from it. Thank you, Lord. I've got the money to replace it. I can get my window fixed without it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once I began looking at all of the blessings, there was so much in it, but you've got to catch yourself to consider it pure joy when stuff goes wrong is another whole elevation. But P-R-E-N-D, praise relentlessly. Praise relentlessly. Praise relentlessly and never doubt. Never doubt, never doubt. Jesus had so many challenges with the disciples because he would constantly tell them, Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, us of little faith. Never doubt. I have on this shirt today because this is our new company shirt. We just came back from our annual trip. And we went to Hawaii. And we have a poster. I've got three of them at the arm that has actually 20 years of trips. So we got the past 10 years and we have the future 10 years. So we went to Hawaii this year. We go to Dubai next year. We go to Ethiopia the year after that. We got Paris on the list. We got Tokyo on the list. And we have Jamaica on the list. Well, a few months ago, sales had dipped in the company. And I was saying to myself, I said, I need to make some readjustments here. Because you have to readjust your budget when money changes. Hawaii is expensive. I said, I may need to switch Hawaii with Jamaica this year because we can go to Jamaica real cheap. Hawaii is expensive. And I heard God speak, do not change what is written. I said, ooh, Lord, you showed that? Woo, woo. I said, the logical, practical business thing to do when sales go down, you need to readjust some stuff. Lord, you sure by that? Do not change what is written. And when you hear the word of God, it is hard for us not to doubt. See, not only is it me, but I'm the leader. So as the leader, when you come tell the folks some crazy stuff, they looking at you like you're crazy. Mr. Broder, are you sure you don't want to make some changes because Hawaii is expensive? I wonder, yeah, I know it's expensive, but God says don't change what is written. So we went ahead and made reservations because we had to make our reservations, get all our plans months in advance. And we went this month, but last month, we had the largest sales month in the history of the company. And everybody was shocked. And he said, whoa, Mr. Bronner said we were going. He said, God said, don't worry about it. Go ahead and, and go where it was written. And we have been reading. I told you about our kind of strongly encouraged reading program. So we had our shirts that simply says growing and getting better. And then this is the Hill Quick logo on the shirt. And we had the Hill Quick logo for years. But one morning I got up in my prayer and I heard God speak. I want you to just listen to the Brothers of the Word live. And there's nothing live on it. But sermons play 24-7. Play in random order. So go to brothersoftheword.com. Hit watch or hit listen. There'll always be a sermon playing. So when I hit listen, just to listen to that during my prayer, Prophet Dexter's uncle was in revival from nine years ago, and he began talking about the youth, and he was prophesying to all of the youth. And then towards the end, he began speaking about a product. And he said, I see two wings on this product, and I don't know whether it is a redo or a new product, but I see two wings, and I see something homeopathic about it. And it was interesting because God had sent me all through this. I am now a certified homeopathic practitioner. God sent me through a course to become certified in homeopathy. And I didn't understand why until I got towards the end of the course and he gave me a statement to put on the product. I said, that's why. So I changed this logo 
from where it had solid things coming out to where it had wings. And it changed the whole look and feel of the logo to something that was serious. Now, when we got to Hawaii, I've been working on the revamp of this product, and I was running into some snags. We got to Hawaii, walked into a store. By the time we came off of that trip, we had three major changes to product. And I knew those changes were going to significantly boost the sales. They were going to boost the sales so much, and I just knew it. They're going to boost the sales so much that one month of those boost sales will pay every year for the trip from now on. But if I had not have been obedient to what God said to do, don't change what is written. That's why Jesus said, look, don't change one jot nor one tittle of this word. Don't change any of this stuff. When God has given you some stuff, don't change it. Just do what he has told you to do. And out of that will pour blessing. They'll pour blessing. Now, we're getting ready to go on our annual art trip in a couple of weeks. We had one bus. But if you all remember, A.V., if you would just put the buses on the green. My good baby called me one day. He said, sweetheart, I just pulled into the garage, and, and she has a Tesla. And the Tesla shows vehicles around and in front. She said, it's showing these two trucks. And I'm in the garage. There's nothing in front but shit. It's showing these two trucks. And then she texts me a picture of the screenshot. I said, sweetheart, those are not trucks. Those are buses. I said, those are the art buses, because we're going on the art trip. This was exactly three months. I said, those are art buses. She said, what? I said, those are art buses. And I knew God had shown two buses. But, y'all say but. Now, see, this is why why God said, never doubt, but the buses are $8,000 per bus. So I said, look, we need to see, we can squeeze all these Negroes in one bus. (laughs) I'm going to just be honest about it. I'm telling y'all, pastor has some issues. I knew what the image showed. I knew what it meant. But I also knew them buses were $8,000 a bus. So I said, we need to. That's why we cut the trip off. Because I didn't want to get but one bus to squeeze all these Negroes in one bus. And that'll save us eight. Yeah, I know what the image said. I understand all that. But that's eight more thousand dollars. I don't like to waste money. I said, let's see if we can get all these folk on this one bus. And Suzanne texted me this morning. And she said, Phyllis just called with the count. And she said, we done oversold the trip. I said, how'd that happen? She said, well, some folk paid with their regular giving and didn't use the trip link. So we didn't count it and we just counted. Now, we've oversold the trip. And I knew instantly. I said, God showed me them two buses. <laughs> I couldn't even mind. I said, look, I said, I said, we got to get two buses. There's no question. He already showed me the two buses. I have no question about it. It's going to get the two buses. And he said, well, we can get a short bus. And we have one big bus and one short bus. And then God spoke. He said, folk not going to want to get on that short bus. <laughs> I said, he said, you get two big buses. That's what I showed you. You get what I showed you. And see, that's why I tell you, master. See, y'all just think it's just you. It's not just you. I have struggles with what God said and what he tells me to do. I have struggles with this stuff because $8,000. So I have struggles with it, but he brings me right back to doing what he said to do. So we're going to have two big buses, not a big bus and a short bus. We're going to have two big buses going to the Ark Encounter. And it is interesting that we're going to the Ark Encounter. Last week, Atlanta had the biggest flood it's ever had. Record rains. Record blood, there's a message in all of this, and there is a blessing in all of this. As we were in Hawaii, we were on a bus. We took a tour, and I was noticing every time we stopped, the driver was getting out of the bus going outside. 
and come back in and stop again at the next and get out and go. And then he said, he said, this door keeps opening. So every time I stop, the door keeps opening. And he'd have to get out and actually wrestle with the door to get it closed. He'd drive on a little further, minute he'd stop at a traffic light, door swing open again. And I think it was eight times that door opened. But it opened every time he stopped. And when I saw that, I recognized that thing was natural. And I asked him, I said, has this bus ever done that before? He said, no. And these are the words that he said. He said, it's like a ghost is on here. Those are the exact words that he, he said. It's like a ghost is on here. And when he got us to the first stop of where we were going, he said, I'm going to change this bus out because it was scaring him. See, when the power of God shows up, sometimes it scares folks. What he did know and what he kind of related it to, he somehow knew it was related to us. And he couldn't stop the door from opening. And every time we stopped, that door swung open. But I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant because I'd had that experience years ago. In my office, we would have a weekly meeting. My office has two sides to it, and it opens to another office, but the door was closed, and it has a regular doorknob on it, so the door was closed. And to open the door, you have to turn the knob and open the door. And every meeting that we had, the door would swing open. And before the meeting starts, I said, make sure that door is closed. They push it. It hit a latch click right in the middle of the meeting. The door would open. And I even have a poster in my office with that scripture. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. And when he shuts a door, no man can open it. And I recognized even with that, God was opening a door. No man can shut it. So when I saw the bus, it was familiar to me. And I knew that a door was being opened. I don't know what's going to happen on this art trip. But what I do know is those two buses have been ordained. Now understand this. That could be something happened that we think is negative. But if it does, what I want you to do is praise relentlessly and never doubt. Because sometimes we think that what is negative is negative. But in truth, is God trying to take us to a whole other level. See, one of the reasons I'm in the product redevelopment, my company had two products that was private labeled by Bronner Brothers. Bronner Brothers ran into some significant difficulties over the last couple of years, and they couldn't private label the product anymore. So I said, look, I got to bring this in. And I, for, for multiple reasons, I wanted to bring it under the roof of our own company. So that's why I was working on redeveloping the product out of a problem, out of what I initially thought was negative. But now I look, I said, this is the best thing that could happen. And when I went back and looked over it, this is the third instance where I've had to leave a private labeler and make it ourselves. And every time that happened, we went to a whole new level. And I believe the new product going to do 50 or 100 times more what the old one did. See, sometimes God will have to forcibly, because I said, look, I don't ever want to set up manufacturing for food-grade manufacturing. But the company that made our original product out in California just messed up a bag. I can't trust them to make our product anymore. We got to start making it ourselves. I didn't want to do that at all. And I made the statement, I'm never going to set up a food-grade manufacturing plant. Don't ever tell God what you're not going to do. <laughs> so I ended up having to do that same thing with the cleaner. The cleaner is a powder. We sent it out to get it private label. They didn't make it right. I said, this ain't the formula we sent. We got to make this ourselves. So even with the company that bears my name, God says, they can't make this product because there's a different anointing on it. You got to make this here. It's a different anointing. Sometimes God will have a pow because you're going to sit there and you won't move. But God will pow and he'll kick you in the behind and it makes you move.
and it kicks you out of your comfort zone, but you view the kick as negative. And see, God will try to whisper it to you. My son, my daughter, you need to change. My daughter, you don't need to be with them. You don't need to be there. You need to be here. Mm-hmm. Pow! And then you done been kicked, and you think it is negative, but it is not. It is God moving, just as with Paul and Silas. There was an earthquake. But the earthquake was not negative. The earthquake, God. And so it is with our lives. Praise relentlessly. Never doubt. And I believe that this art trip is going to be just like company trip. I think there's going to be some blessings coming. I don't think the door is going to open, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do believe, put that picture up on the bus trip. Put my, that my good baby is Tesla. Put that picture up. I just want you to see. It defies Tesla's imaging is pretty good. They're talking about all this AI they have and how they're self. Those are buses in the garage, and there are no buses in the garage. nothing but shelves right there full of stuff. Those are buses. So he showed the buses. Now, we have said the last couple of weeks, no more. We were all sold out. No more. But now we got a whole new big bus. We got a big bus. We got plenty of room. So anybody who has not bought a ticket, I would strongly suggest that you be on that bus because that's a blessed bus. They actually blessed buses. So we're going. You're going to have plenty of room, but there is a blessing on that. And sometimes you don't understand, and sometimes it takes a long time for stuff to manifest. I was listening to Christian, my son, playing this morning, and, and it brought back to me Prophet Collins. From, that back in 2000, and it's been 22 years ago, and that was here. This was before he came here for a revival. It was back when my brother and I were in the music business. My brother Bishop Dale was holding Bible study in the house, and Prophet Collins was one of the most specific, accurate prophets I've ever seen. He looked at Bernard and me because we knew we were in the music, but he said, y'all are not going to be successful like you want in that business. Then he said, what's your son? And at the time, we didn't even have any children. We were in the music business. And that was the last thing on my mind. You will not be successful like you want in this business, but your son will. I was with George in Philadelphia, and we were having lunch with a couple of my college friends. And they had asked me how the kids were doing and I was telling them the story of the prophecy that one of my sons was minister of music. And George was sitting right beside me. And George said, he said, I got a different interpretation of that. I said, what kind of interpretation you got? <laughs> he said, I got a different interpretation. Sometimes there are interpretations of God's word. And as God's word evolves, just like the Bible, you can read the same passage. Oh, and as you get more and more wisdom, more and more enlightenment, the passage morphs, and you get a deeper meaning. And usually, everything Jesus speaks is on a minimum of at least three different levels. And you have to have a, a certain opening of your mind and spirit to understand the higher levels. George said, I got a different interpretation of that. I said, what? He said, well, first of all, you said, them kids remember what you said. He said, you said God spoke Christian and George when Christian was still in the womb. And he said, one of your sons... He said, first of all, it may not just be Christian. He said, because I'm a writer, and I may write, and Christian may sing. I said, good. You don't know, but what you have to do is never doubt. If God says it, it may not be like you thought, but you keep going in the word of God. If he has sent you an image of two buses, and I knew, see, I knew it. I knew them two buses. I said, $8,000. I knew it. 
So when I got the text this morning that we are oversold, I knew right off the bat. You know what I felt like? <laughs> Pow! Now, for those of you who are just listening, you're not watching the video, that's what's called a front snap kick. But that's what the pow means every time you hear it. I was doing a front snap kick. I'm, I'm thankful I'm in good shape because a lot of times you do that fast front snap kick at 67 years old, you be to pop something. Thank you. Praise the Lord. It's so much. I ain't nothing pop. I'm just, and I didn't warm up. Normally, before you do a kick like that, you need to stretch and get stuff all warmed up and loose. I could just do a fast, and that kick was fast. I can do a fast front snap kick and then pop anything. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So you need to praise relentlessly. Thank God for everything and never doubt. So every time, even with that car, even with that thing broken, every time I see it, I remember. Praise relentlessly. Don't stop praising God. Because if you keep praising, you can't get depressed. You can't get in a negative mindset. You start to see. And people, all of us are going to have stuff that's wrong. And sometimes you got stuff that's really, 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 really wrong. You really do. But you also have stuff that's really, 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 really right. Praise relentlessly. Never doubt. And on the trip, I was actually talking with Pastor Salter. And, and as we were just talking about things, when the door opened eight times on that bus, I'm thinking, God is showing the open door for the business. And we're just getting ready to go to a whole new level of business. And as I was sitting there talking with him, and he was opening up some spiritual things, and, and I heard God speak again. Why do you fools always think blessing involve money? And he was telling me some things that had nothing to do with money. And then I understood it. I said, man, I got to go pray on that door opening because it's some more stuff. And I said, Lord, what do those eight door openings mean? And he spoke eight things. I'm going to read them out to you. And these were just the eight things. Something will happen on that ark encounter trip. You may have an encounter of the third kind. You know, they're bringing out all this stuff about the aliens now, and they got this alien on display over in Mexico. The president now is talking about he's opening up all the, at least the files they want you to know about. So they're opening up all the files about the aliens and the UFOs and all of that. And the alien looks like E.T., or rather E.T. looked like the alien. And Spielberg also had another movie called Encounters of the Third Kind. So we may have on that art trip not aliens, but we may have a spiritual encounter of the third kind. I just strongly suggest you be there. I believe we're going to be seriously blessed on that trip. But I asked him, what eight things? He said, number one, he said, money and business. He says, as you thought, I'm going to bless your money. I'm going to bless your business. Number two, the long life will be manifested once my words and actions line up with the destiny. He said, that which I promise you, you get once you start. First of all, stop talking about, about you getting old and you feel some changes in your body. Because I can but I can still do a fast front snap kick without popping anything. So I says, stop focusing on the fact that, yeah, you're getting older. Yeah, you feel different. Yeah, you mean, you know, you don't recover as fast as you. Yeah, you got all this stuff. Stop focusing. Once your words line up and your actions line up with your dish, then you'll get the promise. And so some of you all need to do the same thing. Stop talking about how, what bad shape your body's in. Because your body hears all of this stuff. Stop focusing on what good shape you're in. Stop focusing on what is working right. Something may not be working right, but a lot of stuff is working right. Be thankful for that. So that's the second thing. The long life will be manifested once my words and actions line up with the destiny. Number three, the most important part is the closeness with the divine relationship. Most important part is your relationship with God. 
that you know Jesus. So that's verse number three. Number four, a huge increase in the quality of human relationships, whether present or new. Some of y'all got some present relationships you all need to get better. And then some of y'all got some new relationships coming. So he said a huge increase in the quality of human relationships, whether present or new. Number five, peace beyond all understanding. Peace beyond all understanding. Number six, a vibrancy of health far beyond our current level. When you start speaking and taking action, it lines up with your divine destiny and promise. A vibrancy of health far beyond our current level. Number seven, the multiplication of rewards in the next life. I talked about that in a recent sermon, that basically my treasure is in heaven. So we want to have those. So I know as I do things to help others, it increases my treasure in heaven. And number eight, a huge increase in discernment of people and personality. Do you know that'll just help? You got discernment of folks, and you can tell good and bad and who you need to be away from or who you can get to next to. If you just had a huge increase in discernment, that's just what happened on our trip. And when we got out at our first stop, and I knew the driver was going to get another bus because they were scaring him, I said, everybody on this bus, as you get off this bus, I want you to touch this door. Because it's going to be some stuff open in your life. And everybody, when they got off, they touched the door. And I don't know what's going to happen on this Ark Encounter trip, but I believe God is going to bless, and I am going to praise relentlessly and never doubt. I was just informed. I didn't know it. I don't track individual giving, but they just told me that someone in the Ark got a big refund, and they tied off it. And when you round the tithe off to the nearest $500, it's $8,000. Praise relentlessly, never doubt. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, upon this new year, Father, we know that as you have blessed us, as you have watched over us, as you have kept us all of these years, so shall it be for this year. Father, help us to do better and help us not to be the same in this year as we were in the last year, but help us to grow and to grow closer to you that we may do the will of the Father and be brothers and sisters of Jesus. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. I hope the message P-R-N-D has impacted your life. And every time you look at those letters on your cars, transmission selector, your gear selector, you will think of this. Praise relentlessly no matter what. And never, never, ever doubt what God has spoken. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled P-R-N-D by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 2009, that's 2009, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 2009 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh,